welcome to Wilmot Dixon's Building Knowledge podcast series, hosted by me, Andy Gaskell, Group Communications Manager at Wilmot Dixon. Today I am joined by Andrew Brooks, National Account Manager for the Department for Education at Wilmot Dixon, uh, as we discuss what the government's post-COVID-19 New Deal for Construction announcements mean for education. So Andrew, thank you very much for joining me. Can you please explain a bit more about your role at Wilmot Dixon? Yes, um, so I, I have primary responsibility for, for leading Wilmot Dixon's work on the Department for Education and Pagabo frameworks, as well as a secondary role in providing uh, an overview for the school sector. But having said that, um, my role is is primarily about building trust, um, trust between Wilmot Dixon, its customers, framework providers and, and their advisors. Um, we've, we already have a fantastic record of delivering um, amazing community projects, but there's an old saying that um, you're only as good as your last project. So I work closely with the framework providers um, to understand what their needs are, as well as serving our people to provide them with the tools to ensure we're meeting those needs and, um, I suppose, remain consistently at the top of our game. Are you able to provide a bit more information about Wilmot Dixon's role in the education market? Yes, um, for Wilmot Dixon, the education sector is traditionally one of the strongest sectors and typically typically represents um, a third of our turnover, uh, with schools accounting for about half of that. Um, I suppose our responsibility w- within the school sector is to provide a great start in life for our children. Um, I believe that there are several ways we can do this. Um, firstly, uh, by ensuring we minimise the impact of our work while on site. Um, I always believe the best way of avoiding disruption is by not being there in the first place, which I know sounds a bit of a, an impossible task. Um, but one way uh, we can do this is to do more of our work off-site using modern methods of construction. Uh, The second thing is to ensure the buildings we design and build remain of the highest quality and promote good teaching and learning. Um, This is not just about ensuring environmental conditions are optimised, but it's about the quality of the school that we're building. So the Department for uh, for Education uh, tell the industry that um, over a third of all RIDOR reportable incidents in schools happen when we've left site. Um, This is a result of things not being properly fitted in the first place, and I think we all have a duty of care to eliminate this. The third thing, um, we also have a duty of care to ensure our schools are built, built more sustainably. Um, This includes working towards eliminating carbon emissions by 2050. And finally, um, we have an opportunity to promote our great industry to students by keeping our social value offer at the forefront of of our plans moving forward. Thank you very much, Andrew. So the main reason for recording the podcast is to, to discuss the uh, the government's uh, kind of package of works and commitment to building, uh, which is announced on the 30th of June, uh, with subsequent uh, releases afterwards. Um, what does this um, kind of package of works uh, and direction from the government mean to the education market in its kind of post-COVID-19 uh, kickstart of the industry? Well, Andrew, uh, it means more funding for schools than in recent years. Um, So behind 
the headline is a 10-year deal for rebuilding schools in the worst condition uh, with an initial £1 billion for the first 50 schools coming to market from the back end of next year. Uh, there'll be much more focus on modern methods and construction and meeting the government's zero carbon target. Um, we have uh, a lot of knowledge of the education sector in Wilmot Dixon. This announcement will help keep the school sector in the forefront of our minds and ensure we continue to invest in a suite of products and services to meet this demand. Thanks, Andrew. So based on the announcement from the government, uh, have things changed in terms of how the uh, schools will be uh, procuring and looking to the future? Yes. Um, so for the last... 10 years or so, the Department of Education has received most of its funding through programme-based allocations announced in past government spending reviews. Uh, free schools, for example, were funded in separate waves, as was the Priority Schools Building Programme. For example, Priority School Building Programme 1 was £2 billion for 270 new schools, and the second wave of that was a similar amount for the Block Replacement Programme. I suppose the problem with this um, is the uncertainty around what happens when these programmes come to an end. Uh, we're already seeing the effects of a lack of a spending review in recent years as the pipeline of schools has largely dried up while the estate continues to crumble. Um, in the DfE's words, there are 22,000 schools with an 80-year lifespan. To maintain the estate, uh, this equates to replacing nearly 300 schools a year, and we're nowhere near that, those targets at the moment. So what that means for us is that we potentially lose key knowledge and expertise to other emerging sectors. Uh, it's also difficult to secure investment for our services and product development moving forward with that level of uncertainty. So later in the year, there will be a spending review, and I'm expecting a multi-billion pound settlement for the Department of Education within that. Um, this will be in addition to the £1 billion that they've already received. Uh, the new funding will replace the previous programme-based allocation in favour of an annual settlement over a 10-year period and will allow the DfE to plan the replacement of their assets far more efficiently and start the journey towards decarbonising their estate. And what it will mean to us, it will allow us to build on um, last year's investment in modern methods and construction that we, we developed uh, through the Concord product, as well as further research into zero carbon schools. And we've already starting to get some good examples of that through um, the Passive House Scheme in Sutton um, and also a further scheme with Harris Academy. Um, it will also ensure we maintain key knowledge uh, and expertise within the sector. The need to build better, greener and faster was one of the key points to come out of the government's announcements. How do we implement these requirements into our future work? Well, while there'll be more funding for schools in the next 10 years, uh, the main thing really is the price point and output specification will remain largely unchanged, uh, with a no the notable exception of a push towards more greener schools. Um, so if we're to compete for market share and remain successful within the sector, we'll have to find new and better ways to build great quality schools. 
Our customers should not be paying the price for our own inefficiencies. They will expect the industry to deliver these schools greener, faster and cheaper year on year. And the DfE signalled their intentions on this last year when they launched the new modern methods of construction framework. What this means for Wilmot Dixon is that we will need to move away from reinventing the wheel every time with a host of different partners and move more towards standardised products and services with fewer key design and delivery partners. I recently watched a video from McKinsey called The Next Normal in Construction and I would urge everybody watch this to understand the future direction of travel for the industry and our business. Looking at the projects that Wilmot Dixon has delivered in the education sector, where do you see good practice that we can use inspiration for the future to help build better, greener and faster? Sometimes difficult to single out projects as there's so many great ones out there. Um, however, Harris Passive House School in Sutton is one great example. This project uh, has the learning environment and zero carbon in operation embedded in its design. We now need to take this learning and see how this can support product development in the future as we strive to reduce our overall carbon footprint. Another scheme we can take similar learning from will be Harris Academy Avery Hill. This scheme uh, in pre-construction uh, is, is achieving zero carbon in a slightly different way. Um, and this is one of the best projects I've seen come through the DFE construction framework in the last eight years. So I can't wait to see how the team transform the vision into reality next year. Another interesting project is Pigsbrook Academy. This has been delivered by London and East. Um, the customary Central Bedfordshire Council. Um, so at nearly 10,000 square metres, it's a demanding 39-week project that many believe couldn't be delivered at the time. However, we teamed up with our supply chain partner, Ecomodular, to manufacture 70% of the school in Hull and deliver it to site. Now, while this doesn't necessarily signal our intention to develop a volumetric offering um, to respond to the modern methods and construction requirement, it does serve as a great example of what can be achieved when a customer demands we focus our minds. I suppose moving forward, um, we need to stop being reactive um, and be a bit more proactive uh, in developing a suite of products uh, that can flex to meet customer needs as well as the site constraints. Thank you for joining Andrew and for giving a very insightful look at the education sector and what the post-COVID-19 ambitions from the government could mean for it. Just to close off, where would our listeners be able to find out further information about Wilmot Dixon's involvement in the education sector? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, um, great place to start is Wilmot Dixon's website. Uh, we've got over 50 case studies of schools, uh, including the schemes I mentioned at Harris Passive House and at Pixbrook. Um, I'd also push you towards the dedicated blog we've got on our website, providing thought leadership um, and, and insights. I've certainly contributed towards that. Um, and within my blog, there'll be um, the link to the McKinsey video, which I'd strongly recommend. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Andrew. I uh, hope this has been uh, really useful for all of our listeners. And uh, we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Wilmot Dixon is a privately owned construction and interior fit-out company dedicated to leaving a positive legacy in our communities and for the environment. If you would like to listen to more of our podcasts, please visit wilmotdixon.co.uk forward slash podcast where you can subscribe to never miss an episode.